You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Blue View Radio. I am Nick Filato, joined by my buddy, Chris Flum, and we are going over the second day of free agency. It just so happens we recorded yesterday, Chris and myself, and the Giants went out and signed two offensive linemen, Mark Lewinsky and John Feliciano. Myself and Ed Valentine broke both of those signings down, so please check that out on the feed. And right before we were going to record, more news about the New York Giants broke, and that is the signing of Tyrod Taylor. We knew that they were going to go after a quarterback, and Ed and I actually prognosticated on it possibly being Tyrod Taylor. We didn't have any inside information, but now it is. Tyrod signs a two-year, $17 million deal with $8.5 million guaranteed. Chris, what is your reaction to this signing, and how much of an upgrade is Tyrod Taylor over Mike Glennon? Um, I'll say it's a significant upgrade. You know, he he's not a young guy. He's 32 years old. He's been in the NFL since 2011. He's got some pretty significant starting experience. I think pretty much everybody still remembers that three-year stretch with the Bills. You know, he was a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, more or less took the league by storm as uh, T-Mobile in 2015 uh, under Rex Ryan. Then, you know, took the Bills to the playoffs, their first playoff berth in 17 years in 2017. And then they immediately move on to Josh Allen. And it, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's just a really good, solid signing for the Giants. Yeah, he's, he didn't break the bank. Uh, I believe it was two years, 17 million, eight and a half million guaranteed. So yeah, the, it's an affordable signing. He should be a pretty significant upgrade over Mike Glennon. I mean, that that's a pretty low bar as it was, but he also gives the Giants a lot more of the, the mobility that they really missed with Mike Lennon in the offense. And that's something that really hurt the Giants down the stretch of last season. I mean, the offense with Daniel Jones was suspect, to say the least. And then the framework of the offense under Freddie Kitchens had to change with Mike Lennon, making the already inept offense even more unwatchable. And with a Tyrod Taylor, if something were to happen to Daniel Jones, now you don't have to really alter your offense too much because Tyrod has that kind of athletic upside that Daniel also possesses. I know of a bunch of my friends and friend groups and text messages are already saying Tyrod Taylor should start over Daniel Jones and that he gives the Giants a better opportunity to win. Now, I think that is strong, but what is, what is, what is your opinion about those strong takes from my friends who happen to be fans of the New York Giants? You know, I, I kind of hope he at least gets the chance to fight for the starting job. I don't know if he would win it, but you know, he's got starting experience. He was, like I just said, started for three years at Buffalo. He was the starter for the Cleveland Browns when the Bills traded him to Cleveland. Uh, he lost that job after an injury, that's, which kind of turned into a, a repeating cycle for him. 
because, you know, in 2019, he went to the Chargers. He was their starter in 2020, got hurt. Justin Herbert took over and never looked back. Then he went to the Houston Texans, was their starter for six games, won two of them, which considering the state of the Texans is actually kind of impressive. But then he got hurt. Davis Mills took over and again, never looked back. So, yeah, I think he does have the upside to at least push for a starting job. Now, whether or not he can win it, that remains to be seen. Uh, I think that's a, a battle that would have to play out over the course of training camp in the preseason, assuming it's allowed to happen. I hope it is allowed to happen. I hope it's a true competition with an understanding that Daniel Jones might have the inside path. But if Daniel Jones goes into training camp and preseason and falls flat on his face and is not adapting to Dable's offense, then you should turn over the reins to Tyrod Taylor. I think that is a completely fine thing to think. I'm just... I'm not under the delusion that Tyrod's going to step in and automatically propel this offense into something that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. And it's not like Daniel Jones has necessarily been all that great. Tyrod against Jacksonville week one, like you said, he had a fantastic game. He threw for 291 yards and two touchdowns against Jacksonville's defense. And then he was solid, solid. But then he got to Miami in week nine when he was forced to start because Davis Mills was injured and he was horrendous. He was 24 of 43, threw for 240 yards, a lot of that in garbage time, and threw three really costly interceptions. I remember that game going back to the middle of the 2021 season. And I think one of the one of the more unique things Tyrod Taylor is unfortunately remembered for was how he was benched for the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. Remember, they tried to relieve something in his chest and they ended up puncturing his lung, the team doctor of the Chargers. And that is kind of what led to Justin Herbert earning that starting job. And obviously, like you said before, never looking back. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, that that was really, that was kind of somewhere between just terrible to hear and also kind of a head scratcher. You know, you're like, you're, you're a team doctor. How do you wind up puncturing a lung doing something? But, you know, it's kind of. I, I'm not a doctor. Maybe it's easier than it sounds. I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad that Taylor is healthy again and obviously still able to play football because you know, I really wouldn't want the Giants to have to go into another season with Mike Lennon as their backup. <laughs> no, neither would I. And Ed and I were talking about possible last night's episode, possible Back of quarterbacks, I brought up Tyrod's name. I brought up Case Keenum. I thought he would have been a, a solid ad if he was still on the free agent market at that time. 
But I can't be upset about this addition of Tyrod Taylor because Daniel Jones, it's been three seasons now, 2019, 2020, 2021. Each of those seasons, he's found a way to get injured. And it's unfortunate. And this last one was a neck injury and could be worse than a lot of people imagine. Again, we're not doctors here. So I think you had to, Joe Shane said as much, you have to invest in that second quarterback. Giants got theirs. It's not too expensive. This could probably end up being a one-year deal if they want to. It is $8.5 million guaranteed, but one year $8.5 million isn't too bad for a team that isn't certain at quarterback and has an injury-prone quarterback. Yeah, in fact, I would even go back to four years because Jones had that uh, fractured clavicle uh, collarbone at Duke. That you know he did manage to come back from that in time to finish out the season, but you know the injury did still happen. So that's four pr- fairly significant injuries in four years. So you, at this point, you're just being stupid if, if you don't at least prepare for the possibility that it could happen again. Yes, and I feel like the Giants are doing their due diligence with that. But in other Giants news, like I said, we talked about Glowinski and Feliciano on the last podcast. But do you think the Giants investing these in these competent offensive linemen, do you think this gives the Giants more flexibility during the draft? And they're not going to necessarily, now they're not pigeonholing themselves into possibly reaching on an interior offensive lineman, a position that you said yesterday is incredibly deep in this draft. Yeah, I I think it does give them more flexibility, especially like like you said, with the the interior offensive line positions, particularly the guard positions. I would still like to see the Giants come out of the draft with a tackle and with a center. And, you know, they could be in prime position to get one of the top two tackles in the draft. If that doesn't happen, there are some good tackles down the, you know, down the depth chart, even if they wind up having to reach a little bit or maybe trade back a little bit, get a uh, Charles Cross or a Trevor Penning. There's also Bernard Ryman. Uh, Daniel Falale, it will always be interesting. I, you know, just based on his sheer mass, there's just not a whole lot of humans walking around at that size. I'd like to see him play a lot lighter, but again, that's, that's another podcast. And then, you know, also the center position, I think, they would do really well to address that. Yeah. Taylor Linderbaum, I love watching him play, but there's so many other good centers. There's got uh, Donald Parham, Cole Strange, Alex Sinclair, Luke Fortner. I, I really liked watching Brock Hoffman out, out of Virginia Tech. He is, he might be a day three pick, but I actually think he could wind up being a starter eventually. And who knows, maybe even Zion Johnson, if you want to go that route with him. Yeah. Again, this is a ridiculously deep draft. So I think it gives the Giants flexibility with especially their guard positions, but they should definitely still try to come out of this draft with at least a tackle and a center, which again, I think those are the two higher leverage or more important positions on the offensive line anyway. The Zion Johnson thing would be great if the Giants trade back, but there's no chance he's going to be sitting there at 36 for them, or at least it doesn't appear that way. But I will say this, and I think this is interesting, with the Giants having the fifth pick overall. After Cam Robinson's franchise tag was picked up by Jacksonville, the odds, according to Vegas, of Aiden Hutchinson being the first overall pick skyrocketed. You look at the depth chart, 
You see how they added Brendan Sheriff. That's good. That's a guard. You have Cam Robinson. You have Taylor there. So those are two tackles. And then you have Walker Little, who can also be a starting tackle. He was somebody who was a five-star prospect, went to Stanford, was excellent in his freshman season. But then he tore his ACL and had a bunch of injuries. He was drafted pretty high by the Urban Meyer regime. But he's still in the building, too. So they have a lot of tackles there. It's not crazy to think that they're going to go Aiden Hutchinson and the Jets could forego selecting a tackle now as well. They like George Fant down there and they invested in their offensive line with Lacken Tomlinson. Obviously, they still have Makai Becton. So maybe they will go with an edge rusher to help improve that defense. And the Giants could be sitting there at five with a choice of Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal, or at least one of them being available. Yeah, that, that could absolutely happen. Yeah. That, uh... That's one reason why doing mock drafts, even though you know we love to do them, we love to talk about them, doing the doing mock drafts before free agency, especially the first wave of free agency, is just a little bit silly because it completely changes up team needs. It changes up how teams perceive their needs, and that really does change up a draft board because if you no longer have that pressing need, like an offensive tackle or pressing need for an edge rusher you don't have to spend one of those premium top 10, top five draft picks on one. And then that completely changes up what the Giants draft looks like at five. And then again at seven. Which is great, too, because if the Giants can land a right tackle in the first round, as you said, you can take two kicks at the can later. And if they trade back at some point, they can get even more day three picks, so maybe even another day two pick. And there are plenty of names for the interior offensive line. And then you're heading in to 2022 with Andrew Thomas at left tackle, possibly Feliciano at center, with Glowinski at right guard, Evan Neal or Icky at right tackle. And then you can have that rookie, Shane Lemieux, or Ben Bredesen battle it out for left guard. And one of those guys could also possibly take center if they're flexible enough, the the new guy, whoever they were to select in that scenario. So I just think it gives the Giants so many options and so much versatility. So I'm looking forward to what the Giants are going to do during the draft. And I don't think they necessarily pigeonhole themselves into forcing themselves into one position outside of right tackle right now because you need to address the right tackle position. There's no one on the roster that's healthy that can play it. Yeah, no, even if the guys who were healthy, Matt Peart, you know, do you really feel that confident in him, even if he hadn't ruptured his Achilles? No, I, I would not. And Gono, I think he's interesting, but you would rather him be the swing tackle than just giving him the starting job at right tackle, because if he falls on his face, then you're looking at a repeat of 2021, which is not ideal. Yeah, and, and as we talked about yesterday, the, now the Giants are looking at, you know, with – Philly, they've got Josh Sweat on one side, Hassan Reddick on the other. You've got those guys in Washington with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And then in Dallas, they still have Micah Parsons. And yeah, I think we kind of have to bring up the Randy Gregory drama where all of a sudden, you know, he looks like he's going to stay in Dallas. You know, somehow they would keep him and Demarcus Lawrence, have Micah Parsons take that second year step. But then all of a sudden, Randy Gregory is Randy Gregory and decides to go to Denver. I'm not going to complain about that personally. And they also actually re-signed Demarcus Lawrence to a three-year $40 million contract with 30 guaranteed. So he's staying in Dallas, but now you don't have Randy Gregory on that other side because he signed a five-year $70 million deal, including $28 million 
to join Denver, which the AFC West in general, other than the Raiders right now, which they're not really a bad football team. They're better than the Giants are, but they're in a division with the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. And all three of those teams are just stockpiling, dude. Denver gets Russell Wilson. Now they sign Randy Gregory. They brought Josie Jewell back. He's a solid linebacker that was missed once he tore his pec during the season. You're looking at the AFC West. That is just murderer's row. Getting Randy Gregory is smart for Denver. As long as Bradley Chubb can stay healthy, that is two pretty solid young pass rushers to harass the crap out of Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Carr. Yeah, you, you talk about the Raiders. Like, they, as you say, they're not a bad team, but it's just that they are a bad team in comparison to everyone else in that division. Yeah, West Coast football in general is in a pretty scary place right now. Like When the Seattle Seahawks are basically voluntarily the worst team in either one of those in either one of those divisions and they're still not a bad team even going through what looks to be a pretty complete rebuild at this point there is the possibility of one of those west coast guys coming over to the nfc east i've seen rumors that von miller has interest in the dallas cowboys he is a texas guy he went to texas a&m and I believe he does have a house in Texas, so yeah, maybe our relief won't be too long-lived. Probably won't be if that ends up happening. I'm imagining the Rams would want to bring him back if they can make it work from a money standpoint, and he's expressed interest in returning, but now Denver is off the table. He wanted to go back to Denver as well, at least keep his options open, but the fact that they signed Randy Gregory basically nixes that idea. But one more signing I kind of want to go over right here. And that is Austin Johnson. Austin Johnson was a New York Giant for the last two years, signed two one-year prove-it deals. And now he is heading on over to the Chargers. And it looks like the Chargers are really putting a strong effort into improving that abysmal run defense from last year. So the Giants might miss Austin Johnson a little bit. But what were your thoughts on that addition and the loss for the Giants? Well, I thought that... Good for the Chargers. You know, mm-hmm. a two-year, $14 million deal. Good for Austin Johnson. I'm glad to see him get at least a little bit of uh, a little bit of stability because he's not a bad player. He he isn't Dalvin Tomlinson. There aren't a whole hell of a lot of nose tackles who are as good as Dalvin Tomlinson. But yeah, you know, Austin Johnson was serviceable while he was in. He gave the Giants a little bit of pass rush. Uh, not dynamic, but not nothing either. He was a, a fine nose tackle. You know, but I think the Giants can do better. Or at the very least, I think nose tackle does become a low-key priority for the Giants in the draft. Now, maybe they don't go out and get Jordan Davis at the top of the draft. You know, even though I did raise that possibility in the piece uh, Ed did with us. But, you know... Maybe a guy like uh, Ridgeway out of Arkansas or Otito Ogman. Okay, I'm just going to murder this name and I apologize. <laughs> Otito Ogbononia. I, again, apologize tremendously. I haven't actually said that out loud yet. The UCLA defense. Yes, tackle. no tackle. <laughs> yeah, I, I like both of those guys. Neither one of them is particularly explosive, but they are really, really strong. And Otito in 
in particular, he's, I think, more athletic than you would expect from a nose tackle. Still not quick or explosive, but they actually used him in zone coverages on occasion and even used him as a looper from like zero technique out around the out around the left or right tackle. So it's at least interesting. And I think one of those guys could give Wink Martindale a, a kind of rock to occupy double teams to open up rushing lanes for his blitzers. Yeah, and Dexter Lawrence will fulfill that role to some extent. But I agree. I think defensive line, I think there's going to be some investment probably on day three into the defensive line. And I think Ogbanya is a is a solid choice because he is deceptively athletic for somebody who's north of 320 pounds. Another name who is probably going to go before Ogbanya is Fedarian Mathis out of Alabama. He's just a smart player who is always in the right position, heavy-handed, not dynamic as a pass rusher, but he's going to be a good run defender who can give you maybe a little bit as a pass rusher and who's just very, very intelligent. A lot of those players coming out of Alabama's program are very smart. We saw that with Dalvin Tomlinson years ago. I don't think Mathis is quite as good as Tomlinson as a prospect but I still really respect his game when I went through his tape did you get a chance to see him yet well I'm not quite sure it's possible to watch Alabama and not see everybody's tape but (laughs) yeah I have gotten some eyes on him and you're right he is a really smart guy which you have to be to be a starter in that defense because of just how many different things they do that really is it's an NFL defense they're playing down there and Georgia does that as well which makes sense Kirby Smart was Alabama's defensive coordinator before he went to Georgia but they do so many different things they use so many uh, different looks different packages uh, different coverages for the guys on the back end uh, blitz packages you know all of the all these things that a lot of NFL teams do and their players have to be very intelligent they have to have great football IQs and Mathis definitely has that and you're right he does offer more than your typical nose tackle does in a pass rush, which I could also see appealing to Martindale just to get a little bit more of that across the board pass rush where there aren't any easy matchups for blockers when he decides to dial up the pressure, which is most of the time. (laughs) Which is a lot of the time. And I'm excited to see how Martindale kind of works with the Giants' current personnel. And I'm imagining there's going to be plenty of additions through the draft to help bolster the defense as well as the offensive line. But anything else you have for us, Chris? We're still on uh, Bradbury watch. You know, still waiting to see if the Giants make any splashy moves. I don't expect them to, but yeah. Also, who knows? The Bradbury thing is actually an interesting point that you just brought up because it seems like the NFL is aware of the fact the Giants probably can't absorb that contract and they don't want to extend that contract and kick the cap can down the road, which is leading teams to just be like, you're going to release him eventually. And then we'll try and sign him then instead of taking on this contract and giving away a draft asset, Harley shout out to you. But <laughs> I feel like the giants are in an unfortunate position with that. And he might just be released, which would really suck to be honest. It, it really would not, not just to the giants not have that, caliber of a player on their defense you know he made a lot of things go for Patrick Graham but also to to not have him and not get anything for him I mean I'm, I'm hoping they can get something even if it's like a fifth round pick or something at this point because a release would just be devastating but 
you know what? We'll see what happens. You know, this stuff is very fluid. It's coming at us very quickly. Everybody, please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. Head on over to BigBlueView.com and check out all the great content about the NFL draft and about your beloved New York Giants. Nick Filato and Chris Flum, we're signing off here on Big Blue View Radio. Everybody, take care, be safe, and take care of each other. Bye-bye now. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.